0: Bearcat Bounce Podcast, back at it again. It's a Monday. It's a Monday with the entire crew back together again. It is a Monday following more official visits for the football program and more commitments for the football program. It's a Monday as well following another week of basketball off-season talk and and, and a couple of nice videos showing what the squad potentially can look like and it's also a monday where yes i mentioned it not one not two not three but all four of us back on your screen together back in your ears for the podcast yet <laughs> again you know i i gotta say it my guys my pals my partners aaron smith chad Brendel, ryan royer gentlemen we're back together how are we
1: good, Fair good for I, hit the wrong, I hit the
0: wrong button I thought you were um, leaving for a second.
1: no I, I'm I'm out of sorts. It's travel day today you know how that goes a lot going on so just kind of getting back into the flow of things.
0: Well, well good you, you made it back yeah spent a uh, father's day and in, in beautiful busy universal I take it so I
2: think we
1: walked about seven miles seven and a half miles yesterday. Watching, right. watching the kid ride rides and people watching and doing all that that fun stuff that you do in uh, in beautiful Orlando, Florida. It was uh, which it was uh,
0: which Universal were you at?
1: We did both parks. Oh baby! So her whole goal was ride all the roller coasters. I think she got to all of them but one before she she pooped out and was ready to go back to the hotel and sleep for three hours. <laughs>
0: I mean that's impressive though. That's a lot of coasters, a lot of waiting in line, or did she get a fast and pass?
1: Shit, I got fast pass. Okay. I mean, we only had one day. It wasn't like we could casually. It right. was very like, all right, here's the goal. She's going to ride roller coasters. Let's go ride some roller coasters. So,
0: I mean, that's the craziest thing is that in, in Disney now, they're you literally could schedule your day yeah. based on like fast passes and whatnot. You got to do it. She, no she did I did
1: coaster twice. uh she she loved that one. that was her favorite and then she did the uh, the rock and roll coaster or whatever that's at universal like right when you walk in that you go straight up and then down and she did that one twice and then every other one, but one once. and then they did all the water, the log flume and the all that good stuff. so it was a, it was a busy day. How was had the about uh, 14 week? glasses of water? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was hot. Yes. Well, they said, they so here they say the the forecast was cloudy, overcast, chance of thunderstorms all day. It hmm. didn't rain a drop. The sun was beating down like a, the the fire of a thousand suns. It was humid as hell. Yeah. Like you you think you can trust the forecast at 8 a.m. I looked at the forecast at 8 a.m. To plan for like what the day was going to be like. And it wasn't. It, they, they got everything wrong. Uh, but, you know. And then the volleyball. It was, it was okay. They they, they went four and six. They finished uh, 69th. Out of like 160 teams. Which I thought was nice. That's very um, nice. And, uh, yeah. They went. You know, it was. It was. They had a really bad day and then followed that up with a really good day, and the rest was just kind of in between. There were there was a team from Houston. They had a 12 year old that was 6'2. Okay. Her dad was seven foot. <laughs> Her 16 year old brother was uh like 6'10, 6'11. He plays for one of the Texas teams on the Under Armour Circuit. Um, and so it's like, what? They're 12. And then they played like three Puerto Rican teams that just never let the ball hit the floor. Like they made every play. It was like, damn, what is it? Like, I thought that it was just baseball, but I guess the girls play volleyball in Puerto Rico because there were Puerto Rican teams everywhere. They had the chance on the sidelines, like
0: intimidation. Yeah. It
1: was pretty wild. It was, it was definitely a higher level of volleyball okay. when you get down there to nationals, but it was, it was good. Dodgeball
0: style, you know, the uh they walk in, they have their intro walk in and everything like that. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't quite that, but it kind
1: of felt like that a little okay. bit.
0: Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, uh, yeah, the weather that's uh that's very Florida like. Um, just tell you it's gonna rain every day, and if it does, we're right, and if it doesn't, just blame it on Florida. But uh right. someone else that just got back from the beautiful Sunshine State, that's right. That guy catty corner to be the diagonal. Mr. A A Rod, sir, how are we?
2: Good. Went down to uh, Madeira Beach, right around Tampa. It was nice to Madeira. get away. Have <clears throat> yep. Nice to get away though, and have some time away, and be with the family, and all that, man.
1: Aaron's energy is, is yeah, it's,
0: the it's roof like cataclysmically me. low.
1: <laughs> you
0: guys drove back though, just like, head, head and phone. You got tired as can
2: be. We we drove back, <clears throat> got back at two thirty yesterday morning. Um, yeah, some. We had had a
1: whole day I, I'm not going Like I'm done with the driving. Yeah, really the, 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 the 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 even though like we were delayed a little bit today, um, like I, it's so much, especially fourteen hours whatever to, to get down there. That takes just way too too much more out of you like i i I, i've religiously been i'll just drive and i'm at the age now where it's like no i'm gonna fly
0: (laughs) through the mountains all of it it's just that drive is horrible i made it one time during like christmas season two and there was some crazy crash in nashville and i was like yep i'm never doing this drive ever again so i'm there with you but Aaron, it was good. How's the weather? Tampa's a, a booming spot. It's a place that's uh yeah. pretty, pretty cool to be crazy. there. About to build a massive football stadium there too, right? Oh a little, a little joke.
2: Uh that's what I hear. But yeah, we uh we drove down down to the east coast. Um went down through like Columbia and Charlotte and avoided Atlanta, which we can do when we're leaving from this side of the state of Ohio. So um, yeah, went through Jacksonville, all that, and then cut over through like Gainesville. But glad to be home. Then I got to mow four acres yesterday. So hey,
0: not too shabby. Have, yeah, Happy Father's Day to you as well. Couple, Appreciate uh, it. couple, couple daddies here on the BBP. So shouts to the dads. Uh, but Thank
3: yeah, you, sir. Here we go, Mister Mister Royer, my man. How are we? Good. I was over in your neck of the woods, a little wedding in Indianapolis. Ooh. Um was nice. Over at the Bitwell Event Center, you've been there? Yeah, yeah, I have. It was it was a nice little setup. Uh Drew Hartman, I don't know if you guys remember him. The uh, walk-on O lineman back when I first he came in with me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, Vinnie McConnell was there. So I got to catch up with him and, wow, and Big Vinny. Hartman. Yeah. That's a curse. Nice. Yeah, a little sensei action. It was a good time. Um, then drove back and just kind of spent time with my dad yesterday. It was a nice day.
0: From uh, Drew Hartman from Old Noblesville High School. There we
3: go. Yeah, he's an he's an indie boy too.
0: Quick quick shout out to Noblesville. Uh, but yeah, that's a uh, it's a good good weekend. Good good weekend for all. And uh, now we're back. Um, you know, speaking of speaking of you know going to weddings, as, as Ed Mayhall is bringing that in, you know, and, and Ryan mentioning a wedding, what if you're on your way to the wedding, and it's in Cincinnati, and your car breaks down? You know, you got you got to figure something out. You know, you potentially could just hit up our boy Danco Joe over at Danco Transmission and Auto Care, get yourself fixed up real quick, make sure the uh, the frown turns upside down, and you make it to that wedding on time. So, hit up Danco Joe, Danco Transmission and Auto Care. Ten dollars off your next will change, ten percent off your next fixing. Danco, mention Aaron, Ryan, Chad, mention South Florida, mention, <laughs> mention Ryan Royer, mention uh mention mention volleyball. See what happens. Then uh see see if you can't get a little, little help with everything. But uh guys, one one thing that keeps moving and grooving is yet again another official visit weekend, another steaming. Group of one, two, three, four new commits into the football program and the 2024 class since our last time speaking. Let's go and break those down just one by one, even though it was last Tuesday when a couple of these happened. But first off, start with Devin Zahersky, who is a uh, tight end, listens to defensive lineman as well. Um, offers from Pittsburgh, Rutgers, West Virginia. Kind of a, uh, a guy that, some tape out there. He looks like he's a big dude who can move well for his size, and and uh, can really play the tight end position as flex outside or be in the box just to uh, further help the run game. But man, I tell you what, uh, you watch some of the tape of him catching the football. That's a that's a big dude running and and making some athletic plays. Chad, Aaron, Ryan, anything that you guys have. Furthermore, on Devin Zajerzky.
1: I mean, kind of fits the profile, you know, big physical frame. I know he's listed as a defensive lineman. Cincinnati recruiting him as a tight end, and you know, a, a guy that Satterfield's offense has shown the propensity to to look for tight ends over the middle to uh, kind of leak those guys out in that wide zone running scheme, and have them become kind of that that pass option in the RPO. Um, so. Looks like a really good fit. 24-7 sports has him as an 85, number 49 player in Ohio. No composite yet, but um, I, I do think, you know, it kind of fits the profile. Um, maybe not the 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 6'6 type tight end that the previous staff that like, pass catching, the, the K position that they called it. Uh, but, you know, maybe more of a guy that's going to be more in line. Uh, might see some H back out of him depending on how his body develops, uh, but, you know, fits with the profile that they seem to be looking for at tight end. And that's a room that needs an influx of young talent. You know, they thought they had two guys that were coming in uh, last year, and that kind of fell apart. And so they were going to have to address it in uh, in this class, and Zahurski um, now gives them two. So. Yeah.
0: Ryan, that that size. Normally, you see a, a flip from defensive line over to tight end. You think is that is that going to pan out well? I mean, you look at one, Peyton Singletary, played defensive end. His time in, in high school, a little bit of tight end as well, but mainly defensive end. Uh, he obviously is going to have some time playing at the tight end position this season. What? How does that translate? Just overall size. If you have the
3: athletic debil- ability to back it up, is that just kind of all that matters? Uh, I. I just think it's – I think what I saw out of, like, Josh Wiley, he had the athleticism, and he he learned how to use his athleticism to build strength and to be a a good run blocker. So I think athleticism at the tight end position is what sticks you, like, out and, like, really lets you kind of be something special. Um, Having that frame, having the ability to run routes at high speeds, out the break, and get open. And I think you can teach a lot of guys – how to get better at blocking, but you can't teach guys kind of that intangible that Josh had, but I, I don't really know a lot about this guy. You always need guys that you can put in for um, extra tight end packages that can block and they can get movement up front. And I'm not going to write this guy off or anything because I've never seen him play, but also going to what Chad said, seeing kind of how Satterfield uses tight ends. Um, the kid, the kid's got a good frame. He seems like he's going to be a hard nose, good, Good blocking tight end. I'm excited to see what he can do when you spread him out and get him on some linebackers out in space. Um, but still, kind of got to see what the style they use him as. Yeah, kind of like a what, like a Len,
0: Lenny and and Josh. I mean, Grover's obviously six foot six, has that taller, athletic type build. But I mean, they're both big dudes that they're bringing in. But it's, as well, we mentioned the the way that run blocking is important in tight end room as well. So, it's a Hersky. Good addition has some Power Five offers. Obviously, just mentioned how you know one thing that you see in all the commitments is they continue to mention the, the family feel and you know the feel of being at home and and how you know the coaching staff just makes makes them feel really really happy and enjoyable to be in town. So, David Hersky committed last uh, Tuesday, but hey, we uh, we have the mention here. Uh, next was Markavius. Quavo Sabor, we kind of hinted at this one a little bit last BVP. Uh, Obviously, he mentioned that he was, had, had an announcement to make around noon on Tuesday the 13th, and it ended up being a good commitment. Uh, defensive back, uh, Arkansas, Florida, Kentucky, Mississippi State, Missouri, Ole Miss, big-time uh, offer list. Another guy who kind of fits that mold of, of – flies around the football, plays you know wide receiver as well, plays – kind of every position you need as a knack for getting to the ball. Um, anything else that you saw, Chad or, or Aaron, out of uh, Quavo, as they, they call?
1: Uh, Aaron, you got anything? No. Nope. Uh, just like
2: his, his size. I mean, six foot, 170. Uh, I think that's kind of, I mean, it's not a knock on, on threats back there at, at, you know, what, five, five, ten five or so. 10 or so. Um, yeah. But um, but, yeah, I, I like the the size they're going with at safety. I think that's going to do nothing but help the secondary in that regard.
1: I'm going to go get as many top 100 kids from Georgia as you can get on the roster. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about that before. Like that state is just so flush with talent right now. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but looks like a kid that, that can come down and make some plays in the box. He's got a physicality to him that I like uh looks like he's got pretty good length uh you know you want guys to be as rangy as as possible back there you know that's ultimately what I thought made Derek such a great player was not only did he have the size but he had the length and he was able to to use that to his advantage either playing in the box or playing deep um so hopefully this is a guy that can kind of show that versatility to to figure out both spots and and use some of that length and athleticism to help them in uh, a multitude of different ways
0: yeah i mean like willie goodwin obviously is the other commit that was happened prior to the show last week and uh, you know it's just another defensive back that looks like he can fill multiple positions and kind of has that versatility so uh, very impressive offer list as well and he's now the uh, third highest rated commit in the class that has, has gotten a composite score up to this point in 88, 88 is what he is sitting at that's you know behind Daniel James and Kale Woodburn but yeah as you mentioned Chad another Georgia commit five of them now in this class out of the 13 commits uh, so I mean they keep bringing them in Georgia is not uh, not short of of uh, really, really producing commitments and players that kind of what you mentioned it numerous times. 80th in the class is like top 15 in the state of Ohio. So
1: yeah, well, I mean, th- you know, their two highest rated commits are from three highest rated commits are now are from Georgia. Yeah, so keep keep going down there and digging them out.
0: A lot of a lot of Joey Votto mentions in the in the chat. Gotta throw a, a quick shot to Joey Votto and the Reds. How about that? They are they are hot hot hot. I mean, I crushed it. I was gonna save it till later, but you know, Chad, you gotta pump up Saturday a little bit. Is that sold out yet or is that still? still I don't know. I would get
1: well? I would get tickets fairly quickly because they are building momentum. And uh I don't know that it's gonna sell out, but uh I would I would get 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 yourself locked in if you're gonna be joining us for Reds and Rains at uh at Great American Ballpark on Saturday.
0: I, I mean, I imagine the uh, limited edition hat is gone. Uh, first two fifty got that, but yeah, and then who knows? You, there's, Maybe you it's got a,
1: a replica Hunter Green jersey for going Saturday. Okay, that's okay. the uh, the giveaway.
0: Wow, not not too shabby. Although he, he did just just hit the IL, but hey, you know what? It is what it is. But hey, that's that's talking Reds here on the BVP. But they are scorching hot, Aaron. You've you've missed it, man. In Florida. Red stayed hot.
2: Oh, I I watched two games. I was just upset that I don't have a VPN, so I couldn't gamble. While I was down there. That's
0: uh, so why you get a bookie. Should have just texted me. <laughs> you ever
1: need to gamble. Just text Brent.
0: He'll get you. Hey, I got a guy. I got a guy. I I would have just taken your bets. I would have said, all right. Well, so, um, <laughs> that's wrong.
3: Unreal.
0: Uh, but yeah, that's that's talking Reds on the BBP, Ryan. You got anything this. to add to the Red talk on the BBP?
3: It's a serious buzz, man. I went to the uh, first Ellie De La Cruz game, yeah. and it was – I mean, there wasn't a ton of people there, but just the energy in the ballpark was crazy. And seeing them rattle off all these games in a row, I'm, I'm going to try to go to the game tomorrow. Um, you guys kind of spoiled my chances of that tonight, so I missed the Votto home run because of y'all. But going to try to get, <laughs> get, get get to see one tomorrow. If he's I mean, still you got don't to have to be going. here. I can just not, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's great. And I've been here for six years and you haven't really seen this kind of energy back in the back in the, the team. I mean, what was it since like 2014? Yeah. Um, so hopefully they can keep this going. I think uh, with the Bengals being good, the the Reds being good, big 12 Bearcats football like you're going to and basketball, too. You're going to be city of Cincinnati is going to have a hard time choosing what to go to. So I'm excited. America's team baby I you know this does connect to to football I I mean
0: how how important is it for these these official visits to have the city buzzing because you know as you can see with you know the uh that that uh Big 12 article you know kind of highlighting Cincinnati out of of Oklahoma you know they kind of mentioned it it is a, a city you know urban vibe to this uh to this entire campus and very close to downtown, just has that feel for it. I, I mean, I imagine these new kids that are on campus today for another official, which, Chad, I want to mention that later. There's a few people that are on campus for what, officials today through tomorrow, I believe. But, I mean, it's got to be crazy to just be sitting there and all of a sudden you hear fireworks go off and you're like, well, what's going on? It's the uh, it's the Reds game. You know, the city is buzzing. So nothing but buzzing about that the
1: there there's more people in the right field like uh the the moon deck than there's been at games this season
0: <laughs> hey man if you build it they will come right and they are something like, something that. like that yeah yeah from a movie it's a movie reference yeah pretty Thanks. good pretty good flick pretty good one um but yeah that's a uh, that's talking Reds and connecting it with football here on the BBP. Um, back to commitments, though. Up up next is of course uh, Jace Mitchell, um, interior offensive lineman. But Sauson mentions that you know could possibly scoot outside to the tackle position. Has the uh, might not have the, have the, the height, but has the length for that. And some offers from California, Georgia Tech. His tape looks nice, looks athletic, looks to be. Uh, a a good get for the offensive line. Um, Chad, you've kind of been, been on top of it. What are you, what are you seeing from uh, Mr. Jason Mitchell?
1: Uh, Good athleticism plays with a little nasty, Mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, you obviously want from a guy, if he is ultimately, if he ultimately lands inside, but I mean, also has that length that like you said you know that's from talking to, to people around uh re- the recruiting side of things they think he does have some length and ability that he could transition outside uh but at, at worst case you're thinking you you know you hopefully landed a starting guard mm-hmm. um and then you know you go from there that, that's kind of you start there and and work out if you can. Um, so uh, you know I think they feel like they got you know a couple pretty strong interior line prospects already kind of dialed in and and now you you see what you can find to tackle.
0: Yep, Jake Wheelock, obviously the uh, the other the, the the trailblazer for the twenty twenty four class, if you will. He was a, he was in on a visit and obviously he's a very vocal uh, commitment for the team. So. Um, kind of a leader of that group. So he joins Jace as the two office alignment commits in 2024 class. And then, of course, got to wrap it up with Monte Whedon. This is a big one uh, committed to Cincinnati. It seemed like his his, uh, recruitment was really starting to kind of blow up a little bit. Uh, Boston College, Florida State, Ole Miss, Maryland, Texas, Virginia Tech, and West Virginia, big-time hitter, uh, sideline to sideline. Plays with a mean streak, no doubt. Um, he's a guy, obviously, the, the whole Kway Bird Birdsong discussion, uh decommitment from last week kind of gets a complete uh, withdrawal after after Whedon committing. Anything on Mr. Monte weed I
1: was, was lining up an official visit to Texas, and now that is apparently not happening. So that's a good sign. I mean, you like seeing guys like this on the way up. At this point in the cycle, you know, guys that are trending upwards where Quay Birdsong is, frankly, had kind of trended down since his commitment to UC. Now, some will say that's just because he committed to UC, but that's a conspiracy <laughs> theory I'm not going to get into. Um, but you but you like getting kids on the way up. And this is another kid from St. John's in Washington, D.C., getting a little bit of a pipeline kind of flowing at, at, in the in the DMV which uh, is always a great thing for basketball, but there's some good football played there, especially at that particular high school that's kind of a, a juggernaut in the in the DC area. So i um, excited about this one because I think, you know, you need those physical, rangy, aggressive linebackers in the middle of a defense if you're gonna have, you know, kind of a four linebacker look like this team is trending towards And he looks like a guy that you will, I guess probably be identified as a will uh, unless he fills out a little bit more and then you could maybe see him as a, as a middle linebacker, but um, you need playmakers at that spot. And he looks like one.
0: Big time athlete um, as well for that linebacker position. looks like he uh, he's going to, he's going to take away some of the the hurt that some people felt from the commitment of Burt I mean, that's another topic for a different time. I, I'm sure we'll touch on it here shortly. But obviously, another uh, commitment joining in the linebacker corps. I mean, Coleman, who you know Dave kind of was mentioning it on the board a little bit, kind of seems like Coleman fits more of that you know middle linebacker uh, vibe. And then another one is uh, you know kind of having the outside linebacker filled in by Wheaton. Those two at the second level seem to be like a good one-two punch. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, I mean, Mate was the was the big commitment. Um, vicious, you know, big hitter, as we mentioned, kind of kind of really does fill that role. And it's a player Aaron, anything on on
2: Wheaton that you've been able to see? No, I just the little bit that I caught while I was on vacation uh, just seemed like he was already pretty active on social media and getting that out there and just kind of bolstering. Uh, the commitment class and everybody seemed pretty excited about him. So, uh, looking at his offer list, not knowing where he's going to fall in the rankings. Yeah. I'm, I'm fully on board with, it seems that everybody had a hand on this one.
0: Yeah. I, I imagine that rank will come soon. Um, obviously it's a, one of those sit and wait type situations, but, uh, the 13th commitment of the class, um, Mate Whedon uh, it would be 14, but Quay Birdsong uh, decommitted uh, recently. Any anything on that front? Chad, Aaron, Ryan just you know, obviously was was the highest-rated recruit of the class, but slowly started to slip a little bit in the rankings. Um, one that obviously was going to going to be added to Coleman and Whedon, make a pretty good group in the linebackers um, as far as that goes. But Birdsong no longer a part of the uh, 2024 class.
1: I mean, when a guy announces his commitment and then like two hours later says he's taking other visits, (laughs) (laughs) but with a little bit of a grain of salt, like (laughs) you didn't see the normal freak out that you, you see when a highly ranked kid decommits, because it was like, we didn't nobody even like, started the celebration when it happened. It was like, okay, well, we, so we see where this but, is going.
2: Pretty the writing was on the wall. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I wish him the best, but yeah, that, was a, that was a tough one. Is You know, it's funny when, you know, you get that that tweet sent to you about you know, I, he's setting up a visit to, to UCF and whatnot, and then you're like, wait a minute, he just committed. But whatever, you do that thing where you're like, hey, it's just part of the recruitment. Just let him play it out, but. I I mean, what's your guys' stance on, and and Ryan, this will be interesting to hear your point of this, when if if a player commits, do you want them to completely drop any other official visits that might be upcoming, or are you okay with them just going through the recruiting process, or do you want them to say, hey, you committed here, if you're going to go take other places, we're not going to honor your commitment?
3: I think definitely no official visits should be going on. I mean, obviously you can always, you know, you should be able to talk to other teams and just take calls and stuff. But I think that if you're going to commit, you should commit. And you shouldn't be like going on officials and you probably shouldn't be decommitting to go somewhere else. You know, you should, if I was him, I would just wait, wait it out. If you're not ready, like right away, and then just hold like a strong lean to the Bearcats tip that off and then just go through your recruiting process. You know, don't ever jump the gun. that part's difficult though ryan because you know as well as i do
1: that they're pushing for commitments like yeah they're doing everything they can to get you in the fold so it's a little bit of a double-edged sword like i know exactly and I, i don't disagree with where you're coming from i just think as you get farther and farther up the recruiting ladder you've got to make a decision of like are we gonna are we gonna play the games that happen on the higher rated recruits or are we going to stick to our guns? And sometimes if you've, you know what it's all about. It's all about how highly is he on your board? (laughs) If he's super high on your board, then you'll maybe tolerate a little bit more uh, than you will if he wasn't. So it's tricky. There's not a right answer.
2: Um, Truthfully, the, the farther we get like into it, but yeah the so, further we get into the Big 12, it's going to become a more common thing. Like this isn't going to be certainly not going to be the first one that we see. It's not going to be anywhere near the last one that we see. Like this is going to be a thing that, that the fan base is kind of gonna have to get accustomed to. They're going to be guys that do this, and that's part of being play playing with the big boys, right?
1: It's also a very Florida thing. Like you start dipping down into Florida, and this is something that happens a lot on kids from Florida. So are you, are you willing to play that game or are you going to hold fast, you know, hard and fast on if you go visit somewhere else, then we don't have a spot for you here. Um, I mean, but where's the line? Like, can they take unofficials? Can they they go to a random Saturday?
0: Yeah. Random Saturday. Can I go to UCF game? Yeah.
1: Right. right. So, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a fine line that, that you, you have to, I think you end up you know, the the way that most places end up is it depends on how good you think the kid is as to what you're, you're willing to tolerate. Uh, some kids are willing to tolerate a lot more than others, right?
2: <laughs> the fan base also gets excited about flipping season. And when this team flips a kid from another school, so it yeah. goes both ways. It's not something that, we're going to be on the, the receiving end of all the time. And it's something that we're going to get excited about when we're on the other end of it. So it's, it's it is what it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and another thing is in, in today's day and age, you don't want to piss the kid off because, you know, say like, Hey, we trust you, you know, you can take these visits. We we know you're committed here. And if he does fall through with the commitment comes onto campus, maybe he'll remember that whole conversation about trusting him and whatnot when it comes to, the end of his first year on campus, he didn't get any playing time. And then he's like, okay, I can enter the transfer portal right now. But you know what? The staff told me they trust me. They let me do what I wanted to do during the recruiting process. I'll I'll wait it out a little bit more here. So, I mean, it's a a fragile time in the sport and college sports in general. So, I I think the main thing is just making sure that you're always keeping the guy's best interest in mind, first and foremost. And then from there, (laughs) I don't know. Hope hope they stay committed, but Ryan, I do feel you as well. It's like, okay, what you're, you're committed, man. Let's let's drop it all, but I don't know. Each case is different, as they say. Uh, but yeah, those are the commitments. Yeah, and, and speaking of pushing for a commitment, there were uh, there's obviously a, a couple more tweets that uh, the staff put out after this most recent visit. Uh, you know, mentioning that not one but two commitments potentially on tap. One of those was Jace Mitchell, obviously. Uh, does seem like they're pushing hard for running back Jason Peterson. Uh, he, in his tweet he said, boy, oh boy, time I had this weekend in Cincinnati. I let every minute of this trip go Bearcats. Um, he has a five of Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Rutgers, Cincinnati, and Boston College. Uh, anything more on on the, the recruitment of Peterson? At all, or that another visit?
1: Not really, not really yet. We'll we'll see where kind of where things uh, unfold from here.
0: But it's good to see also just the uh, Gavin Grover and his his father Steve. What a great visit at I C. I don't know if it's possible to make a family feel more comfortable with the choice their son has made. It's sincere thanks to Coach Stepney and entire U C. family of Bearcats. Just you know, further validation for what the staff has been able to do. Uh, it's just, such a short time getting the uh, comfortability and, and everything of, of making people feel at home and stuff like that so uh, another good official visit uh, in the books this past weekend and I, I guess there's one going on right now uh, I saw the the twins uh, Mercer Lunitsky new, new Lunitsky I love if I'm saying that right but uh, him and, and Charlton Big Chuck Lunitsky we don't
1: have confirmation on the second twin yet he hasn't posted anything
0: oh, okay so. okay and then um, uh-huh. what I think he's here
1: uh, yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> do I know that for sure yet no I, I'm waiting to hear back
0: don't, don't want to put it out there but so was this always a, a planned official visit right after the official this past weekend uh,
1: I, I've been in Florida for five days so I, I I don't know the, the details on why it happened today instead of over the weekend. A lot of times it's scheduling or kid had something going on over the weekend. It uh, could have been a multitude of things. Could have been a family like family vacation. Like uh, Who knows? Um, so it, It's not totally uncommon, especially when you're coming up to a, a dead period that starts mm-hmm. on, I think, Sunday. Like you, You're trying right now to get the kids in that you want in right um before that dead period hits so sometimes calendars don't work out i don't know specifically why this one was was monday instead of over the weekend but um they got them in here before the deadline so that's always uh, a good place to start
0: here we go any uh any more news on on this weekend as well as another visit time or is that kind of just as the as the wind blows just
1: kind of taking things as they as they happen right now
0: right right wasn't too sure but yeah i'll be back
1: up to speed here in a day or two it just travel days and it wasn't like i was it was conducive to be making a bunch of you know sundays usually the day you make a bunch of calls yeah on ov weekends and uh it was a little difficult to hear yesterday in the horde of people at uh universal
4: studios so
0: there we go there we go Anything more recruiting-wise, Aaron or, or, or Ryan, when it comes to uh, the old football program? Nothing here. <laughs> all right. All right, all right, all right. Um, well, let's time uh, stamp it. Time stamp, little little football recruitment talk.
1: Quick paper supply, your local and family-owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products. Quick paper services over 150 restaurants with weekly low minimum next day deliveries, providing a wide range of food service products from to go containers, cups, custom printed products, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick 513-470-2029 reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases.
0: Boom, baby. Um, Just was uh, another article that Keegan put out there. We've, we've been kind of just, Rehashing by, by the way, shout out to uh Quick Paper Supply. I, I reached out to them uh over the 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 week when you were out of town over there, Chad. But um, was just wanting to obviously see if I can't get going with uh with old Nick over at Quick Paper Supply. But he's uh, a good dude, gonna be at that that June 30th uh Ride tap the uh for for city Light. So uh, politicking for more people do that. Would be a be a fun event. I'm not so.
1: sure exactly what my June 30th looks like because my daughter is in a cult. So,
0: <laughs> did you get tickets for Friday?
1: Um, no, she's got tickets for Saturday, but she wants to go
0: Friday. Yeah, and and sit watch. outside and just hear it. Yeah. Aren't there games like FC draw Cincinnati the line and the Reds? What?
2: Just draw the line. No, Aaron. There are some fights that aren't worth fighting. I'll die on the Taylor Swift sucks hill. Uh, anyway, Chelsea's gonna slick stab line. You. Like she is. Have... The next time she sees you, she's gonna stab you.
1: It's it,
4: fine.
0: It just, just shake it off, Aaron. It's gonna be, it's gonna be an enchanted weekend. I tell you what. Golly.
1: Yeah, as Natalie said, some fights aren't winnable. I'm not gonna win that fight. I'm not changing a 12 year old girl's mind on. Taylor Swift. Yeah, it's not happening. I mean,
2: you're taking her Saturday. That should be enough. I'm not
1: taking her Saturday. Chelsea is taking her Saturday.
2: Regardless, she's going Saturday. That should be enough. It's not. I
1: mean, is that my daughter?
2: Again, draw the line. <laughs> I don't want to
0: go off on too much of a tangent, but is, is this tour by. By uh that's Taylor where Huggins Swift, like, at.
1: Bob Huggins was at the Taylor Swift tailgate, right?
0: Yeah, in Pittsburgh. Yeah. We'll, we're gonna touch on that later. We've got no we're, we're not. Got when two I just hours.
1: touched on it. That's it.
0: We've got two full hours on that. But um see uh is, is this the single biggest tour of our lifetimes? I, I mean Chad, obviously you're, you you probably have some biggest ones, but I mean Aaron, Ryan, you gotta think. Aaron's out. He's not
3: talking about yeah, it's it's insane. She'll go do three shows at big cities, sell every single one of them. People and I know more than in Cincinnati. Every show. Yeah, just drive driving there, just all over, just to see her at all these different stadiums. It's I don't think at, we'll ever see anything like it. And she's reached that.
1: Entry. You always think when your little girl is one that you know we're not doing that, and then she turns twelve and. <laughs>
3: And <laughs> things change. We're doing that. <laughs>
1: yeah, things change.
3: Well, hey, no, I'm
1: not spending $8,000 in Orlando for a volleyball tournament.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and here you are. Here we are.
0: <laughs> it's fully worth it. But uh, I tell you what, and right, not only are people going, but every single one of them are singing every word of every song.
1: I, I do want to send a message to Chelsea here. Live on air. Text Kelsey and ask her what she wants to do. I don't know why you're texting me. Text her. What do you think Kelsey wants to do? I don't know. She's twelve. She doesn't talk to her dad. <laughs> <laughs> we had a, I asked her seven questions this morning on the way to the answer, on the way to the airport, and every answer was. There you go. There you go. I'm like, do you? Are you mute? Did you lose your voice? Can you no longer speak? Mm-mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Chad reportedly, you got to get Chelsea. Chelsea's number still. So. There you go. We'll work on that. Aaron is still both. Both, my twin, both
1: twins are here, by the way, for the visit.
0: Okay. Okay. I, I have
1: confirmation on that.
0: Are in town? Yeah. It looked like what three offensive linemen I saw were confirmed that were in town right now. Yeah. So, probably hitting that hard for the time being. They got to hear a couple of uh, fireworks, including a Joey Botto big bang. But um, I think, what, the score's tied up now, unless
1: they say. 3-3 in the good. top of the sixth. Bases we'll loaded, two outs. The Rockies threatening. We'll see what happens.
0: But um, I did want to mention, because normally we've been kind of uh, piggybacking off of uh, Keegan's articles regarding the current team. Uh, and the most recent article he had was just analyzing the Bearcats replenish wide receiver room. Shouts to Keegan, doing a fantastic job here on the BCJ website for the uh, written content. But, you know, Ryan, we kind of mentioned it last week a little bit, just kind of how, how excited you are for the wide receiver revamped room. But, I mean, you take a look at it right now, and it is, it is quite amazing to see that – probably every single player not named Chris Scott will be catching their first ball as a Bearcat this upcoming fall. Um, It's just a phenomenal kind of just overhaul of the room, but with some high-level guys, obviously D. Wiggins, Donovan Ali, and uh, Xavier Henderson as well as Aaron Turner kind of fit that bill. Um, Have have you guys remembered a, a flip of a room? quite this drastic. Obviously it's not something that uh that happens with coaching changes, but
1: I mean it's not that far off from the wide receiver room of
0: before four yeah. years ago. Right.
1: It really isn't. Like they and that was a little different because they basically punted the whole room except Alec. Yeah. True. And started over.
2: <laughs> they tried to make him a linebacker though.
1: <laughs> they did try to make him uh, a linebacker. Um <laughs> always been ryan's favorite move from the previous coaching staff <laughs> uh but yeah i mean they they just went through this four years ago and you know you produced oh, about trace tyler's or uh trey tucker was a freshman when mm-hmm. they reset the room but you brought tyler in and alec turned into a star and um so it, it, it it's kind of similar to that
0: yeah Ryan, Maybe trying, a
1: little bit more drastic because there was more than one guy left right. when that happened. But ultimately, I mean, not too far off. They they rebuilt that room completely yeah, from I'm the not, ground up.
0: I'm trying to think of that. that first fickle class, obviously, it was a you know kind of different. It looks like the, the, the most that they had at one position was defensive back. They added seven players um in that defensive backfield. Uh But still, it's kind of a different situation. DB
1: doesn't doesn't count anymore, man. You have to have like 15 of them. Right. You need as many. You almost are at a point. And think about it like this. Um, Essentially, you're playing five DBs at all times now. Yeah. You have to recruit defensive back like you recruit offensive line. Right. And there's usually three or four interior guys and two or three tackle prospects in every recruiting class. I think that's how you have to look at defensive back is you have to recruit it like offensive line. You get as many of as you, many of them as you can and you figure out which one sticks and then who does not and ends up in the transfer portal. But every cycle I'm going to expect at least, at least five defensive backs every cycle.
0: Yeah. Maybe more. Um,
1: yeah. That's yeah. at least like sometimes six. I I shit. I know at this point in time last year we were talking about they might take like eight defensive right. backs because they they were so high. And also, guess what? You just produced maybe the best defensive back in the NFL. Yep. So DBs, even though it's a different staff, like DBs are going to look at Cincinnati and say, like, I want to go play DB there. Mm-hmm. Um. So you have to play to those advantages. And, and you can also say – Derek Forrest, Kobe Bryant, like you're starting to stock up DBs that you can showcase as come here and, and be part of something that's becoming kind of a tradition.
0: Absolutely. Be cook as well in there. Yeah, um, Ryan, uh, was there a position that you kind of felt when you first got there? You were like, Yeah, this position group's kind of not, not weak necessarily, but kind of, you know, then all of a sudden by year three or year two, you're like, wow! They revamped that room completely. Is it kind of just the wide receiver room fits that wide bill? Wide receiver room.
3: Something else that you wide saw. Rec- wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Not a doubt. Uh, because we. Uh, I guess when I got there. Yeah, wide receiver for sure. Yeah, that was something they made a big emphasis on. Which is crazy
0: to see now, because I—I mean, you look at it, and yes, there's. We mentioned kind of last week. Well, there's a lot of big ifs still surrounding. You know, of course, D. Wiggins with his injury history, and you know, a couple of other you know, Aaron Turner coming from UConn, Donovan Ali, Washington State was decent, not great. Um, Barry Jackson, obviously true freshman, Sterling Burkhard taking a big step up from uh, North Carolina A&T. So there's still question marks surrounding some of the players, but still the uh, the high level pedigree of some of them is, is something to, to really enjoy. The fact that it all happened in what six short months is, is where the excitement really lies. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens and how often they they're utilized and, and the real feel there. But for the time being that, that wide receiver room definitely t- had a U-Haul and it had to obviously with the amount of, of departures and it's, it's looking solid air and anything on the wide receiver room.
2: I'm excited to see what these guys do in camp more than anything. I think that this is going to be as big a storyline as anything coming out of camp at this point, uh, especially with some of the unknowns. Um, I mean, we didn't get to see some of the guys even that were already here uh, play in the spring game. So right. just, I don't know. I'm excited to see what these guys do now that we can, we have some some toys to play with, if you will. Yep.
0: So uh, the off season continues as well. Yeah. Um, at- Phil Steele came out with his preseason All-Americans list. Uh, obviously, we kind of touched on a, a couple of other preseason All-Americans. We're you know listing Dante Corleone and Mason Fletcher. Uh, one interesting name joining the uh, All Big Twelve preseason, you know, obviously Juwan Briggs fitting the bill there in the first team. Deshaun Pace, as expected, being mentioned as well. He was a third team All Big Twelve selection, but Luke Kandra. Uh, the offensive lineman obviously transferred from Louisville local product or team all big 12 in- interesting nod there. Um, but if you look at the, the workout clips and this, that and the other Luke Kendra looks like an absolute beast. Uh, looks like a tank and and probably will slide in and have a massive impact in year one.
1: I, I, we've talked about it. I, I think the interior of Radosovich, Gerhart, and Kendra is going to be, very, very good. Now it's interesting because they're moving to outside zone. <laughs> yeah. Like imagine how different things maybe could have been last year, or even how much better a Jerome Ford could have been if he had that as his interior offensive line.
0: Yeah. Right. Ryan is, is with the with the outside zone read, is it extremely important for the interior offensive alignment to be kind of game, or is it kind of the entire offensive alignment as a whole?
3: Schematically. I uh, you could just go with you could just go with the whole line because it's all like if one guy doesn't get his job done, it can it can mess up the whole play. But it's really it's really about getting up to those linebackers and cutting them off and walling them off from that outside flow. And that could be the front side guard or the center um, getting over that backside linebacker or that front side guard and the tackle getting up to the getting up to the front side or getting over to the back side, Cause if you don't get those guys walled off, I mean, it's not, they're, they're just going to laterally just stretch the play out and be able to get more hats to the ball out and out in the perimeter. So it's a, it's a whole effort like zone blocking is it's a five man attack. Is
1: Natalie that, wants to know Ryan is a pulling guard scenario or a different, or is that a different scheme?
3: You can do it with pulling. You could do it with with any. It's it just depends on what what kind of look you want to give, how many numbers you want to get. If you want to have a different, because you can run um, you can run um, outside zone with the quarterback instead of him going straight. He could go completely on the other side of the line of scrimmage. So you could bring a pulling guard for him there, backside against the read. It's just you could do it. It, it applies to any scenario. No, but, but
1: in an outside zone, if it goes to the back, it's not a cutback. It's not a heavy cutback scheme. It is letting that back see which gap he's going to hit, right?
3: Yeah, it's basically the gap, but the gap on the right or the left of that uh, sniper position yeah. is really yeah. what he's looking for. He's not going to – it's not going to be like two steps, stick your foot in the ground and cut back to the center right. or stuff like that. That's you an really inside
1: zone re- scheme where you're – you got yeah. that
3: option. You want to, you want to give your guys time to create lanes for you because the change in speed based on where your blocks get, who hits who, how fast the defense going, it creates lanes. Whoa. So you can't be, you can't just be running blindly looking for a cut bag because those lanes develop as your blockers get out there, or do if they do or do not do their assignment. So
0: that's pretty cool to see though. Kendra just getting the mention at least he, sitting out what the entire spring with an injury so um gonna see him kind of tearing at the weight room as well as <laughs> you you're giggling about something over there chat yeah did
1: you hear ryan ryan's crowd in the background
0: no what'd they say
1: ellie just beat out like a, a, a casual grounder to third base he beat it by like a, a full step he like it wasn't even close <laughs> like they don't even need to like like take a second look like he was a sh- half a stride past first base on just a routine grounder to third.
3: Hockey nights have now turned. Not a slow, not a slow roller. <laughs>
1: not like, not like, a, you know, like, a, like the, the guy, the guy. It was a, a routine grounder to third, catch, throw to first, and Ellie was already into the like, like, it, I. That kind of speed is just fascinating to me. It's fascinating.
0: So he's he shown, that shown that ability to beat first, shown the ability to, to beat the uh, the pitcher to first. It's yeah. Also shown <laughs> like it's... shown the ability to beat the first baseman to first. Well,
1: remember what people – I'm sorry tonight for getting off on baseball rants. but Remember, like, when the shift started and people were like, if you just could bunt, like, if you could just pick up eight bunt hits, you raise your batting average by XXX, right. like, whatever. You go from – Two sixty to two eighty four, or whatever it is. Like this guy's already in like three weeks. Had like five infield singles that are outs.
2: For anyone else.
1: For anyone else.
2: Like yeah. just just a casual out. Not
1: even like a bang bang play. Like the guy's just out, and he's running into the outfield. <laughs> like it's it's fascinating to me to to watch it. I'm serious.
0: It's a, it's an exciting thing. And Hey, you know what? It It is summer on the BBP. So that is talking reds and Ellie De La Cruz yet again on the BBP might get another special hit here later or something. Hey, like
1: if he does something else, I'm going to talk about it again.
0: As you should, as you should, it, you know, it's, it's the only college that wears the same, uh, same name as the Reds do on their jerseys is uh, the one located just, just right down the road there. And, uh, Beautiful Clifton, Cincinnati. So, gotta gotta continue to mention him if, if it happens. But yep, Luke Kendra. That's awesome a, that was a stretch,
1: dude. by the way, Brent. That was a stretch. What's that? That that tie-in was a stretch.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Um, anything? Uh, anything else on the current football team? Anything else you're seeing? Obviously, it's just workouts and things going on. It, 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 have we touched base with Nico potentially for an upcoming? <laughs> Todd? Yeah, Maybe I talked
1: to him. I talked to him last week. Hopefully next week. If not next week, then very soon. Nico'll be back
0: on very soon. Gosh, I love it. I love it. Get those questions ready, Ryan. But uh if uh, if nothing else on the squad, you guys go ahead
2: and time stamp the
0: football portion.
2: think that means filibuster brent
0: okay uh you know what quick paper supply timestamp, man a a lot of good things going on over there quick paper supply and beautiful (laughs) Cincinnati a A lot of getting
1: getting a 12 year old to consistently take care of the puppy and the other dog while I'm
2: (sighs) hey don't take care of the dog you're not going on Friday just saying a week from saturday whatever whatever day it is that to go listen outside the stadium (laughs) so ridiculous
1: oh aaron (laughs) you're so funny all right here we go quick paper supply local owned and family restaurant supply company for all your non-food products they provide mostly disposable restaurant supplies products like to-go containers cups pizza boxes to-go bags can liners napkins etc they've been open since 2009 they're one of the largest minority owned companies in the city. Call Nick 513 470 2029, reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of
0: purchases. Boom, baby. Quick paper supply. Yes, Natalie. Uh, she asked if we talked about Q Bird Song. We did, and then it just flew away, and no more talk about it. So bye bye, Birdie. Um, <laughs> bye <bye-bye>, bye, Birdie. <laughs> Uh, but uh, now Aaron, I don't
1: think you understand how dangerous Chelsea is. She is going to cut you.
0: That's fine. <laughs> there you go. Oh, bye boy. bye, Birdsong. Um, Aaron should write a parenting book. I agree, Joshua. It would be uh, probably wouldn't win a, you know one of those bestseller awards, but it would probably be the number one in something, right, Aaron. I think you could write a good book, maybe. I believe in you. Uh, but anyway, one thing I also believe in is the ability for Wes Miller to uh, improve this basketball team and this basketball program as he has been able to do so. And back to back off seasons, back to back to back off seasons, if you will. Um, but big shouts to Melvin Levitt, my man, the helicopter getting getting some good uh good footage of the uh of the squad at camp you know, West Miller basketball camp, obviously it's a showcasing what you got in front of some kids and, and having a good time doing it. And I, you know, there's some testimonies that are saying that it's an awesome camp and, and turning these kids into huge Bearcat fans, which is only big shouts to the staff and everyone for putting those together. But uh, what would you guys say is, is more impressive, if you will, um, that uh, of some of the videos that, that Mel posted, is it Sage Tolentino. Tolentino. Yeah. Sage Tolentino looking like a beast, knocking down numerous threes, finishing a bunch of flushes, or Jamil Reynolds already dropping 19 pounds and uh looking like his old high school self, to be honest with you. Uh, what's more impressive? Sage. Sage.
1: The the pick and pop, looking comfortable, looking smooth, being able to shoot that jump shot on the pick and pop. Like I I know. People are very impatient when it comes to stuff like this, but big guys take longer to develop. And and I know people want it to be instant, but I, there's a spot for Sage Tolentino at the high major basketball level. Like it, it, it's just a matter of being patient, both for the program to be patient and Sage to be patient to allow him to come into his body, come into his skill set. But look, man, like. There's not a whole lot of guys that are seven foot one with a seven foot plus wingspan that can step out and stretch the floor and is a really good athlete and can get up and down. And I mean, it's just not a skill set you find a lot. So when you find one and you have one in your program, you do everything you can to develop it and, and get it to the level that it needs to be.
0: Aaron, Sage Tolentino,
2: your thoughts. The, I mean, the kid saw very limited minutes last year, was able to get a red shirt because of how limited those minutes were. And I'm sure there was an injury that we didn't know about. Um, <laughs> right. um, outside of that though, I mean, he's been kind of a great unknown since he was here. I, obviously uh, he was, he had some really big offers as uh, an incoming freshman before Cincinnati was able to get him and keep him here in Cincinnati. Um but we're finally starting to see some maturation out of him. And I think that in between that freshman and sophomore year or freshman and retro freshman year Fresh freshman year, yeah. And freshman year. Um, you, you you gotta be excited to see some maturation in that window because it's not gonna be easy for him to get minutes on this on this team. And I know a lot of people were like Chad kind of alluded to, people are ready to write him off, but uh I'm I'm excited to see if he can develop. If so, you can't have enough enough depth at the big spots. We saw that last season when Vic went down. There's no such thing as too much depth at the bigs. Yeah, and I, I think one
0: of the more important things is having the ability to step outside and hit the outside shot if you have so many bigs uh, sure. available. And, and bigs that obviously aren't exhausting eligibility other than Odio Guama. So, um, well, what are we talking ability.
1: about, Red? Being able to dance all the dances. Like being able to, like, if, if you've got a team that's got a big, that's a rim protector, like how, how, think of it like this. How useful would Sage have been against Utah Valley last year? Because he would have had, they, Aziz potentially has to come away from the basket because you got a guy that, that has a perimeter threat as part of his arsenal. And then you pull him away from the rim and now that game looks a lot different.
0: You know, one awesome thing as well is, is, you know, they mentioned numerous times that Wes mentioned in in that little clip posted by Levin is that, you know, Sage was, you know, as the team finished workup, workouts and whatnot, and they were all kind of, you know, getting, you know, in the locker room, just getting, getting you know, all done after practice and whatnot. Sage was still out there getting individual work in, uh, you know, Wes mentioned that. You know they put they put him through a workout of, of i think it was just you know a lot of pick pick and rolls and dunking and whatnot mentioned that he wouldn't have been able to to do that you know drill last season but he's put in the work and he's constant constantly in the gym trying to get better and I, I mean it's pretty evident that you can see sage is, is making these improvements and he came in last last offseason it was talked about how he came in he already looked a lot better than he did his senior year of high school just you know built wise and now if he's putting up this much effort and this much ability to try and continually to improve. It's only nothing but a positive. Nothing but a positive. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, there was that one pick and pop where he was knocking down a bunch of threes. And didn't finish a handful of dunks. Sure. It was against air, but, uh, you know what? I don't think any of us in this, in this, uh, current, current four square could really, uh, finish any dunks against air. So, um, Shouts to Sage. I I think Ryan could probably knock down a few threes like uh, like Sage is able to. But aside from that, who knows? Um, another another quick mention though, Jamil Reynolds. Uh, seen it a couple places listed, obviously, and and West mentioned it again. I, I think N Davidson too posted it on the board that he's already dropped 19 pounds in three weeks. Um, he looks in great shape, man. And when I saw this mention and and heard West mention, you know that he's Dropped 19, but he's also really kept up his his strength and his uh, athletic ability. I, it brought me back to his high school highlights that I watched when he was getting, you know, announced to commit, you know, transferring to Cincinnati. And I, if you haven't watched those yet, I highly suggest you go back and just search his name on on Twitter or or try and look up his high school highlights. They're phenomenal. I, he looks like a like a five star prospect if you will. But um, you know, Jamil dropping 19 pounds already. That's just a testament to his work I think, as well, uh, Chad and Aaron Ryan. Anything that more on on Jamil's side? Just I, I mean, already nineteen down. When the main thing that the staff mentioned was wanting you to get into more shape when you had when you committed to Cincinnati. Sorry, I'm gonna run let
2: Ryan, take run it. Up,
0: run
3: yeah, up I, up I up just think it shows like your commitment level, and we had sometimes we had guys on the team. Football, they tell guys to um, lose or gain weight. And you knew the guys who were serious because that was trending right away. And the coaches really appreciate that. I'm sure that translates exactly to what's going on on the basketball team. I mean, I love seeing it. It just shows a guy who's about his business and he's taking it seriously. And it shows just how good the training staff is, too, on the basketball side, that they're able to have a great plan for him. And he's, he's executing it and it's doing everything that you want it to do. I wonder how much of it is kind of that same Iron
2: sharpens Iron mentality where it's the guys are looking around the room of the bigs. And while Sage is not the highest touted player we've seen, we've seen the footage of of Sage maturing you know, Jamil is looking around and seeing Aziz here. Now I'm like, all right, I got some work cut out for me. He was not supposed to be here when I signed up for this. Uh, And then you have uh, Vic who we all, we all, we've seen Vic and we're wondering if he's going to also take a step forward here in this off season. So I don't know. I mean, I, I would think that there's got to be some element to that as they look around the room and they see the skill level uh, has elevated since all of these guys came on board.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it, it's pretty, I, Jamil finished a, a windmill dunk um, and it's times that we played him against when he was at temple. I, Think I would ever imagine that that big fella throwing down a windmill dunk, and here he was just making it look pretty simple.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's one thing to do it in practice. It's not. It's well, I mean, good.
0: I I wouldn't even think he could it's do it in practice. I bet, I bet he could. I bet he could. I mean, it's it's just it's it's fascinating to see, but it's going to be fascinating to know how they're going to control this, you know, five fives, if you will, uh, what kind of rotation? Because also you saw. Vic was, was also named, you know, the, uh, what was it? The monster of the week or, you know, whatever they call it. Yeah. The, uh, yep. Monster of the week. Mm-hmm. Like, like Rayfeld gave him that. So it's, you know, it's how are they going to make this work? What rotation there in the post? Cause I mean, these are five players that if Sage is making the, the moves that he's making, try to improve his game day in, day out. I, I mean, if, if, he needs to somehow get the rotation i'm not saying obviously it's gonna happen right away but i, I guess it's, it's a luxury to have um chad anything you're furthermore you're hearing about all these big men i mean five of them i haven't at heard this, anything new since last week well when your <laughs> thoughts? well yeah i mean
1: but look man they had us they had us up Doing like a putt putt golf team event at 10 a.m. when we got done at the gym from 10:30 the night before, and then there were beers to drink by the pool, like you know, and you go to bed at a not so great hour, and then you're up at a at a putt putt course at right 10 a. like no I <laughs> there wasn't much happening. Aaron and I tried to organize a couple nightcaps this week, and finally I was just like, look man, I can't like I I'm not. Aaron's like I'm in bed by eleven. I'm like I'm back at the hotel by ten thirty. Like
0: I, yeah, I was I was waiting for your uh, for your your text about a nightcap. You never hit me up.
1: I. But once you're in it, like if we would have had the morning, wave right right, there Natalie been a bunch of content.
0: Putt, Natalie, putt, poor Chad, Look. having to putt putt and then drink beers by the pool. I, I, didn't <laughs> putt, but I you know, gotta get your kid up.
1: You gotta get him out the door. Like you, think, you know, Kelsey was not happy about it. <laughs> we we had a oh, I had um, there was a place there called Egg Salente that was like an egg place, and they had this Spanish breakfast that was like uh. Like braised beef in this like Spanish marinade with two over easy eggs and and home fries, it was maybe a top ten breakfast I've ever had. So I didn't mind getting up that morning, right? Uh, and going to breakfast. But like, there's just no, there's no time for rest at these things, Brent. There's no time for rest. You're always doing
0: something. Yeah, I hear you. I hear and what am I
1: going to tell these parents that I've become friends with? Look, I'm sorry, but. I've got to go. Content,
0: <laughs>
1: they would think less of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think.
0: Yeah, I think you. I think you did the right thing in these dog days of summer.
1: So, yeah. It's so it's, it's a couple uh, days off. It's fine.
0: It's fine. Working out, but I mean, plenty. We'll plenty more convos about how Odie, Sage, Vic, Jameel. There's
1: still a whole month of June and as workouts and and everything coming. So it's oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Got um, a lot of content coming. another thing in the videos obviously was saying CJ Frederick knocked down a handful of threes I mean it, it all gets air so it, you know it is what it is but I mean it's just exciting seeing the new he new can faces really
1: shoot. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he can really
0: shoot um looked like you know jizzle and and ravon working on their mid-range game uh I mean it's a lot of a lot of excitement just brewing around the the, the whole entire program and you know it, it is funny to hear you know I saw someone Writing about it on the board was the fact that, you know, in any other season, a two two commitments of you know Jizzle and, and Rayvon's caliber, we'd be talking a lot about how you know, are they going to be starting? Are they going to be one of the top two or three players on the team next year? But instead, we're talking about how how are they going to piece out a role on the team because there's some Jizzle's going to Gisle.
1: gonna have a major
0: role. Well, Jizzle, yeah, for sure. But, Ray's you know, got his
1: work cut out for him. there's a lot of veterans on the wing I, yeah. I think he's gonna play like I, I don't I'm not saying I think he's not gonna play but he's got his work cut out for him he's got some yeah. guys that are going to be critical factors to the team ahead of him
0: as we mentioned it's all good things um there was some uh that's 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 the current team obviously there's a lot more to be be discussed in that front but uh Tyler McKinley obviously is uh was in the US, USA basketball tryouts, and there was some glowing reviews of him. Uh, Tyler McG- McKinley looked good. The structure of his settings ideal for him. It is indicative of how well his game should translate at the next level, how well he operates in the offensive structure. Specifically, his passing ability really stood out as he moved the ball from the high post and made some high-level finds with his back to the basket. McKinley obviously going to be at Lake. Down there and beautiful, it, you know. I, I, we, we've given so much pub to Branson, Missouri, on this podcast. I think, I think Branson <laughs> yeah. needs to the start. Branson,
1: like the city council of Branson, should be yeah, a sponsor they, of this.
0: They podcast. need to sponsor us, and maybe I can open up a a brunch joint down there that has endless mimosas or something. Gosh, for crying out loud. But uh, <laughs> we've already mentioned the uh, transfer of Jasper Johnson to Link, but now it came out that LeBron. Phylon will be also transferred to Link. LeBaron. LeBaron, sorry. LeBaron, Phylon will also be transferred to Link. Those are two targets that the staff is after. Both now going to join McKinley down there at Link.
1: I think Jasper probably a lot more realistic. LeBaron is going to be a tough one. Yeah. That's going to be a tough one. You know, a kid from Alabama, heart of SEC country, it's right. gonna to be tough to get him out of SEC country. Uh, but both are really good, man. But like, I, I again, we talked about Jasper Johnson after I was at the EYBL Memorial Day weekend, and he scored twelve points in two minutes. Like, yeah. like, I, <laughs> like that's hard. Like that's hard to do in an empty gym.
0: Yep. I, like I if mean,
1: you're just running five on air. And a guy, like the guy scores 12 points in two minutes. Like it, it was, he has, and I know he, he, he's going to probably long-term be a point guard. And he, he mentioned to Keegan that D'Angelo Russell was kind of uh, like the guy that has been helping mentor him and a guy that he has really looked up to. Um, I, I can see a little bit of similarity in their game, but I never saw D'Angelo Russell heat up from three like I've seen Jasper Johnson already in one weekend. Just just put a game away. Like that game that he scored 12 in two minutes, that was a tight game. And then it was 17 points in like the blink of an eye. And it was, it, it wasn't anything crazy. It was just he was in the right spot and he put the ball in the bucket again and again and again and again. Like it, no, I, Natalie, don't don't try to knock my putt putt game. Come on now, come on now. <laughs> it's pretty come good. On. I I grew up I grew up right by the putt putt in Erlanger, which is like old school competition level putt putt course. I can putt putt.
0: I can't putt-putt.
1: play golf for shit, but I can putt putt. <laughs>
0: we need to get on the links.
1: I oh, have the, good. I had, when I played, this is why I stopped playing golf, Brent. I have the rare ability to hit every club the same distance. Interesting. Like I can hit driver, but I every iron was like 140 yards. Every one of them. I had no, there was no differential in what iron I hit. I could hit a two iron, I could hit a nine iron. They were going 140 yards.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh. it's, golf is a tough, tough game. But uh, speaking of tough, tough games, I mean, it's a tough, tough game to go against a, a Lexington kind of, what, Homer, if you will, is his family has, has direct ties there and Jasper Johnson. So his
1: dad was the first player in the state of Kentucky, and I think the only player in the state of Kentucky high school football history, to be Allstate as an eighth grader. And then well, they changed – Like the way that that works, his dad was all state as an eighth grader in football.
0: They're like, Sorry, Um, you can't be playing football in eighth grade at the high school. No, you still
1: can. You just can't. I think you just can't be all state,
0: right? (laughs)
1: You got to be in high school to be all state. Um, so he went to Kentucky, they live in, in Wofford County, which is right outside of Lexington. Like, if Kentucky pushes, it's gonna be a challenge to get Jasper Johnson. Um, but Cincinnati was his first offer. Mm-hmm. I think they've done a great job recruiting the kid. I think yep. his dad really likes the staff. I think, you know, there is a developing history. He is gonna be at Linkier Prep with Tyler McKinley, who's gonna be is already in his ear and is gonna continue to be in his ear. Um, do I think it's likely Cincinnati gets Jasper Johnson? No. But they have done everything you can possibly do to be in the conversation. And for a kid like that, like that's that's really difficult. And I think – here's the thing. I think this is another kid that, that Wes and staff got in on before right. yeah. the rise to the upper echelon portions mm-hmm. of the rankings. Because he has continued – to be excellent all spring now into the summer at uh pangos camp like at uh, uh usa uh, usa basketball like he's a guy that's that's got everybody's attention
0: right now and i i mean the in keegan's article was mentioned that right when the clock struck midnight they surely exactly sure, sure enough there was less and the staff holding to their promises being the first Staff to reach yeah. out to So,
1: so look, you know, Wes doesn't go out without a fight in these situations. Yeah. And he, once again, is not going out without a fight. And this kid is really good. Like, I that that team fad now, Jaden Quinton's, I think that's how you say his last name. Yeah. He was at UA, USA basketball's under 16s, right? Late uh, Memorial Day weekend. So I haven't seen him yet, but I would say Jasper Johnson is the best prospect on a team with. Six high major prospects, yeah, including LeBaron Philon, who I liked oh. a lot, a lot. Like I argued with myself most of that weekend. I was going back and forth between watching Jace Richardson and LeBaron Philon, like mm-hmm. like every window, you know, because they basically have two windows a day. You have four games this window, four right. games this window. Like, which one do I think is better? I, I'm still not sure. Um, but man, like, and the hardest part about why I'm not sure is because LeBaron Phylon played on a team with just so many dudes. Right. And Jace had good talent on his team, but it wasn't anything like, like, I think team Thad is probably the favorite to win the peach champ. Yeah. That ain't easy.
0: So I, I, I mean, the best thing about it as well is the fact that, you know, these guys are 25 and Jace is 24, so they yeah. can still lock Jace down. There are some clash. rumors
1: about Jasper. Yeah. There's some rumors that he's he's got the ability to jump to 24 okay. if he wants to. If he wants to.
0: Right. Right. We,
1: we did this last year. We we had these conversations last year about somebody else.
0: And, and you know, it, it is interesting because in on his um on his profile it says Oh, I guess that's just experience at link would be 2023 to 24. I yeah. I mean, I don't know, kind of makes it sound like a, what no. class is he in type thing, but who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah, so that'll be, uh, be another interesting thing to track right there. Uh, another mention of course was the fact that the staff West was out West and uh, coach Adams were again, checking out one Florida this past weekend. Um, now the talks are that a Duke official visit is set up for tomorrow. Um I imagine that he was then there's other mention that he's gonna take an, an Indiana official visit after that. Uh still so um the the Flory sweepstakes continues. Uh and Chad and so far it's it's you know the the talks of him committing to Duke almost immediately have Kinda kind of tempered a bit, but still. We'll see. A I mean,
1: let, let, right. let's see what this week brings. He's visiting yeah. Duke tomorrow.
0: Exactly. And uh so let's if,
1: let's see where things go.
0: If they push heavy, who knows? But word, word is that he's gonna also try to take an IU official afterwards. Very so,
1: interesting that, that John Shire was not an idiot.
0: Right. And word is he was checking out another center. Um, or at least that's what someone on the board was saying. So
1: he was at another event. Uh, I'm sure right. there was another center there. Like, I don't know enough about Duke to know he could have been there at, looking at their number one target on the board, right? And right. and just happened to watch another center while he was there. Like, I I, I don't have enough information to really quantify that. But they weren't indie. That he had an assistant there. Sometimes yeah. that works against
0: schools. Like, where's the head coach? Wes and really Drew. Where's the head
1: coach?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, not going down with the fight is, uh, without a fight is definitely a way to put it. Um, there was another offer put out, Jason Nathaniel from Buford, Georgia. I, I love his tape actually. It looks like he, uh, he kind of, um, I don't know. It looks like he can kind of, kind of get a lot done. It looks like he's only slowly getting better and better, long, athletic, uh, good size, uh. So he's out of view for Georgia. Obviously, that's a bit of a hotbed for um. The staff. I know they were
1: down in they were also staff was also down in Georgia. Georgia had a huge so June is high school events. Or right. Or like showcases. And Georgia had a massive showcase. Staff was also there. And that's when that offer came out, was after watching it the play. There we go. Look, I I I will never question prioritizing guys that get shit done. Yeah if you can rebound and get some buckets and run the floor and defend, defend multiple positions and and show some versatility with size and athleticism, I'll, I'll never question an offer going out to a dude that gets shit done.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and you know what, if there's a staff that knows how to recruit Georgia Georgia and try and get something out of there, it's definitely, uh, this, uh, spare cut staff. So, uh, offer was extended. Um, we'll see what uh, what more happens with that recruitment. And then of course, you know, another Bryson Tiller mentioned, uh, a few other names mentioned in that uh, list classes. So um, they ain't shy.
1: No. Wes ain't shy.
0: No, he so is not. Have. There's there's one staff that's taken advantage of this uh, big twelve jump. It's it's definitely definitely Wes Miller in the squad. So uh out of excitement. Brewing on that, I mean, Bryson Tiller is what the another Georgia Georgia prospect. Oh, he's fourth in the country, and um, the uh, composite Tiller. fifth for two four seven. So,
1: the the thing with Bryson Tiller, like, I, you recruit him, but all indications are that it will be a lot of people really surprised if he plays college basketball. Right, overtime elite or one of the. Uh, non-traditional routes to the nba has always seemed to be but we have seen guys that like early in their careers that that was the like the feeling and then Mm -hmm. things changed and they ended up in college which is why you keep your hat in the ring which is why you continue you know to, to 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 keep doing the work
0: and georgia connect is there again so um that's uh, It's going to be a lot of excitement flowing from what uh, the staff continues to do on the recruiting front. Um, any other names, Chad, or is that kind of what we got Not for right now?
1: now? That's yeah. it for now. I mean, it's, it's always interesting because, you know, you get back, coaches get back from these events and then meet on Monday and kind of, you know, work through what's next. And then you might hear a little bit throughout this week. I think... This weekend is off and the next weekend they're out again mm-hmm. i think that's what it is they might no they might be out again this weekend i don't know i think they might be out again this weekend okay the 24th the 23rd, and then 24th, back 25th. just in time
0: for the taylor swift concert yeah and then you
1: know. they're off but actually like things start right after like where fourth of july falls this year i think july 5th yeah starts the next uh aau open period so okay Uh, Busy busy couple weeks still upcoming when it comes to the the development of the 24 class.
0: All right. Let's go ahead and and timestamp this one right here. Unless Aaron or Ryan, any more basketball front-wise?
1: Quick Paper Supply, your local and family-owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products. Quick Paper Services, over 150 restaurants with weekly low-minimum next-day deliveries. Providing a wide range of food service products from to-go containers, cups, custom-printed products, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick 513-470-2029 and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases. You know what I think we need? What's that? I think we need like a a quick paper supply, low-miller real estate, uh, like, like, product line so that when you show houses you've got your own cups maybe like a wine glass with low miller real estate we need to work on something sis
4: okay
2: well let's give her a prop let's give her a proper introduction chad go ahead Uh, adrian henson sponsors the yo adrian segment uh, that's brought to you by Low Miller Real Estate. You can reach her at 859 444 8159 for your free home evaluation. Uh, you can also reach her at A Henson at low miller real estate. That's l-o-h M-I-L-L-E-R-realestate.com or at Adrian L. Henson at iCloud.com. Pitch the uh, pitch
1: the Reds thing. We need to we need to get some excitement on this Reds thing.
5: Yes. Um, So I have bought the tickets for um, I have two tickets and a parking pass and a food voucher for anyone um, that, you know, will call. And basically, I just need two contacts for someone, you know, who may be looking to buy, sell or invest in real estate. So if um, if your neighbor or if um, you have a family. So if club. I enter
1: and I send you Royer's name, can I win?
5: Well, not necessarily, because I—I I mean, obviously, if you're if you're the only one, um, if you're the only one that's called, or you're the only one that um, has emailed me or texted me, I guess you would be in the running.
1: Okay, let's go. Let's go. So
5: Royer's I need. I need some people. Yes. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: and
0: there's no, there's no more excitement around the rest of what's going on right now. Ryan,
2: well, you got to get in, or else you're going to let me
1: win by default. <laughs> I think it's about time for Ryan to buy his own house. He works for GE. He's an engineer. Like, he's a big boy. Time for Royer to get a, a crib, and he <laughs> get some free Reds tickets for my sister. Yes. Or, or you could try to get Aaron back home and to live in God's country here in Northern Kentucky.
0: Not
2: ever living in Kentucky,
0: <laughs> lock it down, Aaron.
2: Everyone would wonder why I was wearing shoes.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, I don't have shoes on right now. Hail This scary moment,
2: <laughs> oh nailed it. Um, so we uh we had to dip back into the Yo Adrian segment from a couple weeks ago because. It's been a little light in the, Yo Adrian questions.
1: Um, She's not giving the people juicy enough details about, about me. So they're not
5: asking. (laughs) Uh,
2: But, but the, uh, the question I did decide to pick, I think you can probably have a little bit of fun with this, Adrian. Assuming Kelsey meets a young man and starts to date him. And he's just like Chad in his teen years. How much trouble is Chad in?
5: I would say, I don't think he's going to have so much trouble with Chad. He's going to, Kelsey will probably um, stand around. No, no.
1: <laughs> so the question is, how much trouble am I in if the guy is just like me as a teenager?
5: Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. 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 I would so don't, say- don't
2: forget, those, those teen years do range all the way from 13 to 19. Yeah. So. Yeah.
5: Yeah and
1: i was a I was i was not good for any of those years
5: <laughs> yeah she's uh she's gonna have her hands full if that's the case
1: yeah <laughs> we're gonna have to question her judgment
5: yeah but i don't think that um i think that she'll pick she'll pick a good one i've got faith in her
1: she hasn't gone boy crazy yet knock on
5: Not not that you are aware of.
1: No, I like I keep a pretty good track on things. I would know if it was starting and it hasn't started yet. Okay. There's a lot of lying that starts around those times. And back in those days, I, I lied pretty effectively. Uh, You know what I, you know, you know my go-to move used to be, right? What? This was before this is before caller ID. Oh boy. So I used to live in the back of my my house. Like there
2: I had a I'm curious, I'm curious if we had the same move here.
1: I, I had a space in the back of my house, and Barry, my dad, was in the front of the house. Like we were pretty disconnected from each other. So I and I had a door, like in my bedroom, I had a door to the outside. So I would leave. And then I would call my house and my dad would pick up the phone and I would say, I got it. And he would say, Chad, you need to have people stop calling this late. And I would be like, my bad, man. I'll tell her not to call this late anymore. And he would be like, go to bed. And I would be like, "Okay, I'm sorry. And then he would hang up and think that I was in the back room of the house when actually I was out gallivanting around, just trying to make sure that the gig wasn't up. And I came home and he was going to be ready to kill me.
2: See, I thought you were going to go with the. I had to call the the weather, which was a thing that people had to do back in mm-hmm. the day. If you wanted the weather, you could actually call a phone number and it would give you the weather update. And so, I would, if I was going to have somebody call late at night, I would I'd call the weather first and then click over as I was waiting for the weather and the time.
1: No, that's a good one. The, the back when call waiting first became a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I was just already out of the house. Like I was already with the person that was calling me making sure that my dad wasn't on to me and that I had a little bit more time to get back home. And he is never happy when I tell that story, but.
5: Yes, I think you had um, Nate and a part of that as well.
1: Oh yeah, don't, like there's a reason that this is not ask Nate. <laughs> We're not asking Nate questions. I corrupted that poor boy <laughs> at a very young age. He would not be good for this podcast. I would be canceled very quickly for the things that my three years younger than me brother saw
0: uh,
1: when being three years younger than me.
0: One of these weeks, we'll have him just waiting in the lobby, and then like, <laughs> oh no, and then we'll say, oh, no, I will, play that I'll, music, and then like, I will
1: hit in broadcast faster than you guys can
5: blink,
0: and then here comes, <laughs> here comes <Nathan. laughs>
5: He's he's more corrupt than Chad, I promise.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, we don't we don't like it's a bad business decision to have Nate on this podcast. <laughs> bad business. He would put his head in the fan, Royer. Today. Today. He would put his head in the fan. No Same. questions
0: asked. I'm down too. What's
3: whole fanning in this podcast
1: uh natalie wants to know adrian if you buy a house do you get a one free replacement ceiling fan per year
5: you know i could probably work out something um along those lines
4: oh
1: it
5: depends. After dark, i would i would really actually easy. i would actually have to put a cap on that but i could i could maybe do something like that. R-
1: ryan and his friends used to to put their heads in ceiling fans <laughs> in college <laughs>
5: We can make his, that happen. Will his, they do it little, now?
1: His little brother almost died.
5: Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible.
1: It was just a it was just a quick trip to Children's.
3: <laughs> yeah, a couple stitches back out. You know what it is. Oh, my God. Ready for round two.
5: That sounds like something uh, Chad would have done to me as a kid.
1: I would not have put you in a ceiling fan.
5: You might have. I think they, you might I,
1: Nate. I would have put in the ceiling fan.
5: I think you both would have put me in the ceiling fan.
1: We might have done that. Okay, together we might have decided. Let's see what happens when you put your sister in a ceiling fan. That might. Yeah. Be okay. I could see that. Yeah. Especially in the haunted house. We lived in a well, haunted house when we were little.
5: Yeah, because I was it, always much smaller than you guys.
1: Yeah, and the ghost was what made you drive the tractor through
2: the front door.
5: No, that, that was Nate. That was Nate's the, fault.
2: If that doesn't give you people ammunition for questions for next week, I don't know what will. Good lord,
1: <laughs> she did drive a tractor through the house, kind of. Well, it?
5: it didn't quite go through the house. It but, didn't go all the
1: way through, but it, it it did some damage.
5: That was only like three or four.
2: Yeah, I'm well, we'll driving <laughs> a tractor at three or four. <laughs>
1: Goodness. Yeah, there's some stories out there. That's hey. why we have Adrian and not Nate, though. Yeah. Nate, will don't give them the stories.
5: Yeah, I've got uh, clean stories.
1: <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, somebody called you a petulant child, Aaron. It's why fine. do you keep that petulant child on your program?
5: I've Harold call- is not a fan.
2: I've been called worse. <laughs> It is what it is. I like this.
5: Yeah.
1: Appreciate you.
5: So I do actually need some help. I need I need people to call in or, or send me a message and uh, give me, you know, at least one contact for somebody that might be looking to buy or sell. Um, that way I can give away these tickets. You know, I don't want to have to open it up on my Facebook. Um, so, so it's...
1: Actually- we might be looking to buy ourselves so could one of these three call refer me to you and then they win the red tickets
5: that won't work <laughs> that that won't quite work chad
1: why because you already have my number <sighs>
5: that's correct <laughs> there's that loophole <laughs>
1: fine we'll see yep. you next week
5: all right bye guys
1: Thank you. Thank
2: you, Adrian.
5: Yeah.
2: And there again, don't forget, you can reach her at 859-444-8159 for your free home evaluation. Also at ahenson at lowmillerrealestate.com or at adrianlhenson at icloud.com.
1: Look, get those Yo. referrals in and, and go to the Reds game for free. The Reds are fun as hell right now.
0: Yo, Adrian. Yeah. I, uh, I did want to mention real quick before we have in the mailbag, obviously the, uh, the hiring of Jordan. Are we going to go with Bishop. Jordan Bishop as the uh, head coach of the baseball team, uh, yeah. come from central Michigan average 44 wins per season took, uh, took central Michigan to the SLA tournament three straight years. Uh, seems like a really good hire. One of those, uh, you know, step up for the Mac going to now the big 12, um, big, uh, Big higher, it seems like, and anything more you guys have been able to dig through or hear or find out? Uh, hundred and seventy-seven and eighty during Mitchell's tenure there. Um as he's the, a really um, interesting
1: guy. Like he didn't play college baseball, like he, he's not uh you know, someone that like like came from the traditional you know, ladder of of what baseball coaches are all about. But the guy made, what, three regionals in four years at Central Michigan? First, first, second, first, I think, were his finishes in the MAC. Like, you're a baseball program that needs a spark, that needs some excitement. And this is a guy that, at least for what he did at his last stop, has provided that excitement. Now, how does it play in the Big 12? Like, we don't know. We don't know how anything plays in the Big 12 yet, but I like kind of the thinking of of John Cunningham and his staff, a guy that is familiar with the region, has won a shit ton of games, and, you know, potentially is somebody that can, can take this program into a different stratosphere than where they are right now. That part's important.
0: Seems like he's, uh, yeah. I, I, it's a, you know, when you take teams to NCAA tournament appearances, you know, even if it is just you know, winning the MAC, obviously, that's where you show the ability to, you know, you can turn a program, you can start to win, yeah. and you can reach the highest level of uh, competing for championships. And I think when it comes to baseball, that's a that's a good way to do it. And so, um, you know, have have records of of most victories in a season this that the other so it's a uh, you know you won back head coach of the year so you, and you search his name on Twitter a lot of people are saying great you know hire this is an awesome hire this that and the other so it's a it's a really awesome thing
1: i think the, the the program clearly needs a jolt they need something they need some kind of spark that gets them over the hump yeah that that they haven't been able to find so maybe going out and getting a guy like this that has won a ton at the level he's at you know can can provide that kind of spark
0: agree all right aaron hit us with the old mailbag brother
2: all right uh mailbag's a little light this week uh, dog days of summer baby it is, it is the dog days of summer so we will start off in the football portion of the mailbag and getting started here. Are we done in the transfer portal or is there another window that opens up?
1: So for graduate transfers, the window is always open. Like you can go in as a graduate transfer, whenever you want. Uh, the, the window for traditional transfers is closed. Um, there are still players that are in the portal that have not found a home players that have already gone in and have not found a home that are out there, you know, maybe you can try to find a diamond in the rough there, or you can find a guy that, you know, they're going through summer workouts right now. Uh, Maybe you find somebody that's not happy. That's a graduate transfer that you can, you know, get to pop. So it's not closed, but there's not a, there's not a lot. There's not a lot of meat left on the bone right now.
2: All right. Seeing rumors of Prater switching over to wide receiver, what are realistic expectations for him at wide receiver? Is he an immediate contributor on the two deep, or would this be more of a long term development project?
1: We talked about this last week. There, there's no guarantee that he is transitioning to wide receiver. What's happening right now is he has a shoulder injury. Uh, that is preventing him from playing quarterback through this summer workout window. So he's getting some work at wide receiver to kind of see what it looks like. And that is the smart thing to do in this situation. The other alternative is he just stands there. Right? Like that's... Brian, that's the other alternative, right? A a quarterback with a shoulder injury to his throwing arm, he's not going to be able to do anything in summer workouts. So... Why not see if there may be some magic? Worst case scenario, his shoulder gets better. He goes back in the quarterback room. But you've developed some gadgetry, some some new toys to play with in your offense. Um, Maybe he ends up there long term. Maybe he doesn't. But that's what's happening right now. It's not like this is hard and fast. Evan Prater's a wide receiver. It is. Let's play with some things and see where we're at.
3: Yeah. I think it's just, you never know how bad that shoulder can be. And there might be somewhere next year. Um, he's still not, still might not be able to throw no matter how much rehab he does. So it's right. kind of good to just give him an opportunity and see what he can do with it.
1: I concur. I know from talking to people this summer, He was at the point by the bowl game where he couldn't complete his throwing motion. So if you're maybe curious as to why things kind of look like they did, he was hiding it from the coaching staff, but he wasn't able to fully play quarterback like he can play quarterback. So um, yeah, Uh, we'll see. We'll see if it's permanent. Realistic expectations if he moves to wide receiver are a little different right now because they've gone out and added some dudes I think that can help. And now you've got some some depth that you probably didn't expect by the time you got through spring practice. Um you know what's the nature of the injury? He has a shoulder, his shoulders messed up. That's the nature of the injury. They don't like to I- give out. Like it, like it, it could be hockey. He has an upper body injury. He has a lower body injury. Right now, we know he has a, a shoulder injury.
2: What was the most annoying storyline from last year about the football team?
3: Ben Bryant.
2: <laughs> I think God, it's... I couldn't stand it. There was there was another annoying one to me, which was the. The running back situation. I feel like, like the
1: kind of thing was a bit annoying.
0: I
2: thought that kind of yeah, got the, a little weird.
0: Home, hometown hero movement thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I yeah. think you're going to, you'll run into some of that though. When you have the home hometown guys staying home. Yeah. Mr. They were both Mr. Football
1: in Ohio. Like yeah. everybody wants to know like where are they at? Why aren't they playing? we landed Mr. Football, they should be a star.
2: All right. I think we're all on the same page then. Um, Moving on to the basketball portion of the mailbag. Moving pretty quick. Uh, These questions are pretty much the same, so I'm going to ask both of them at the same time. We'll get through this really quick, I'm sure. Any potential transfers from West Virginia? They had a good haul in the portal. And is there anyone on West Virginia's roster that we were finalists for that would fit the needs of, of this roster if people start entering the tra- transfer portal with Huggins gone? Well, Chad is refusing
3: to answer any I of think these questions. The one guy that would be the guy took a little hiatus. <laughs> oh, no. Why don't we get Huggins back? <laughs> Yeah, he could be a
0: good, like, recruiting coordinator.
1: Welcome to the night, Cap. Brought to you by Galactic Fried Chicken right here on America. i turn oh. back
3: off. Unbelievable. I'm John Cunningham. I'm calling Bob Huggins.
1: <laughs> I'll keep doing it. I'm not, I'm not scared.
2: Um No. So I think that it. I think that answers the question. Moving on. Uh, there was, there was, yeah, uh, there there was a lot of money spent on those guys, and uh, a lot. I don't, <laughs> I don't a know lot. that. I, I don't know that the uh, the king of the West Virginia gas stations is going to be paying for those guys to go to UC. So maybe. All right, we'll see. Last month, Bearcat Nation received news that the coveted center Aziz Bandiago would be joining the program. Uh, This one's a long one. Uh, Shortly after learning that four-year combo guard Mike Adams would be be entering the transfer portal while the majority of UC fans applaud this indirect player swap, me included, it has left us without any D1 experienced scholarship point guards on this winter's roster. Wes has been on record stating he prefers having at least four players available who can play the one, which brings the following questions. Can our two new experienced point guards produce in the Big 12? Who will back them up to get to that four-man point guard threshold? We'll see. I, hasn't, I Seamus, hasn't, hasn't Seamus? Hasn't
1: Seamus? Is, yeah, we've talked about that. Seamus has, yeah. has gotten – not necessarily looks at point guard, but looks at initiating offense in the half court. Yeah, like a point forward type deal. Where, like, you're not outletting the ball to Seamus to, like, run the fast break. But when you get in the half court, he is a guy you can give the ball to and say, we're going to play you in the high pick and roll. We're going to play you off ball screens. Um, and you can be effective. Um, yeah. So that's that's kind of where they're at. I think CJ could do some of that as well, if necessary. Um, there's there's your fourth. I, I'm not ruling it out. I've said long ago, like I'm not ruling out that they go get a guard before August or September. What I am saying is I think That they want to find out where they're at through june and july with what they have and then make a determination from there do we need to maybe put one more uh spot dedicated to that um and there are a lot of factors as to whether or not that's possible so right now i'm not there's nothing that seems like it's you know iron in the fire heating up anything like that, but I do think it is uh, you know it's something you have to continue to monitor until you don't. I guess is a, a good way to put it. Yeah,
0: and and I know obviously DDJ and and uh, Micah had a lot more experience last season, but I mean when when Rob was hurt. For that long extended time, there there was not never truly a game where an additional point guard was needed. I I get the concern if you know maybe just wasn't ready or you know Day Day right. isn't quite up to the level needed, but right. I I don't necessarily see much of an issue of, of if it does get to a certain point, just having you know Dan or you know Seamus or someone just bring the ball up the court, and then just initiate the offense from there and uh and go you know, from there. I I mean it just. Very rarely did I feel the need for an additional point guard on the roster when Rob was out with an injury. So that part's done, but it's more of a can Jizzle or Day Day or a combination of both be ready by the time Big Twelve rolls around. All
3: right. As excited as we
1: all, Chelsea giving Ryan some love for the hug and stuff. Funniest thing ever. Bravo, man. Respect.
3: I thought I've said funnier on this podcast, but thanks. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's still you're not on the boards so you don't know the stuff that's been happening on the message boards and they're all related to that like the the angle that you
3: know hilariously way. oh yeah
1: oh no it's real there there's a thread on wow. the message board titled uh should we bring huggins back and it's serious
3: <laughs> yeah Oh, yeah. We should have him uh, help him coach football or something. So we, I, <laughs> get him on the I line. mean, we all know
0: who Ryan's <laughs> burner is now on the board, by the way. Yeah, yeah,
1: we figured <laughs> it out. <laughs> me, man. All
2: right, as uh, excited as we all are to join the Big 12, why does it seem West Virginia fans are kind of sour about being there? Because one they po- haven't won. One podcast I listened to compared their offer to the Big 12 as a dinghy, and they – deserved a better offer somewhere else they haven't won huh. that's a that's a bold strategy cotton let's see how it pays off
1: like that's why right like we, we should like we got our lifeline but it wasn't you know the boat that saved us took four hours to get back to shore instead of two we should have been on the the two-hour boat like like of course they're mad They've been middling.
2: Why would they be doing anything else in any other conference? And than...
1: they've had nobody. Like the other thing is they also had no. They're like, we thought Memphis being the closest team was like a big deal. West Virginia, like, you ever been to Lubbock? It's hard. It's hard. How are you supposed to drink? When you when you had. You got that far to get home.
0: Jesus. I mean, I, and also, like you said, it, I, I'm sure looking back, they're pretty, pretty dog happy. They they didn't have to roll into the AAC and they're right in the Big Twelve. Well, no, but
1: actually, they're probably not. They're probably like we would have killed that conference and then taken the boat to somewhere else. You would
0: have you would have been killed in the conference as we all have been. But that's clearly. how fans yeah. think. Yeah, I know. I know
1: yeah they he thought he was, they thought they were in columbus
2: <laughs> it's just oh, just delusion it's all delusion um with the 2025 contact period starting last thursday we've seen a lot of names mentioned i imagine guys like jasper johnson jalen Reese, jaden quintance and malachi moreno are names that stick out now and anyone else you would add at this time we kind of talked about that a little bit and i imagine if there's any other names probably would need to check out the boards
1: um i'll give you a couple i'll give you a couple
2: feeling generous today
1: desmond briscoe big man from indianapolis uh nico bundelow uh big man from ohio uh debian hannah who uh his brother played at Bradley and was recruited by Drew Adams. Uh and uh Caleb Wilson, another name that we haven't mentioned much, that I would uh that I would add to the list of 2025 guys to uh keep an eye on early, uh outside of Jasper Johnson, Jalen Reese, Jaden Quintance, Malachi Moreno, acquaintance. I think Quaintance is the way it's spelled or pronounced.
2: Looks like quaintance. I
1: think it's quaintance.
2: It's French. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, will there ever come a time when fans stop trying to bounce existing Bearcats off of this roster in favor of unknown potential upgrades?
4: Nope.
2: Fan is short, short for fanatics.
1: We run a, like, ultimately at the core, we run a message for it where people can just randomly post their thoughts anonymously without their name tied to it. The thing to do when you are doing that is True. to to kick guys off the roster and bring in somebody else to replace them. That's message board life.
0: Well, it, and I, it happens in every other. Yeah, not, it's well. not
1: unique to us. Like, it, that's how Ooh. sports goes.
0: I mean, even Kansas talks about their... This the thirteenth guy on our roster is taking up a spot. We could have gone and gotten
2: LeBron James.
1: Right, I mean, it's just like LeBron James.
2: You mean brownie?
1: No, the no, LeBron. LeBron like the LeBron James. No, oh, because he like, still
2: has four four years of eligibility yeah, he's left. Up. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's they, like, they he's got it. <laughs>
2: All right, that's the uh, the end of the basketball mailbag, the last portion of the mailbag, the banks. There's only one question. It's rapid fire, so, of course, it'll take us 10 minutes. Uh, what is harder to say? I love you for the first time, putting yourself out there, or Worcestershire sh- 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 sauce. It's Worcestershire sauce.
0: We see a lot of girls that he loves her. But uh, yeah. Worcestershire.
3: Um, pain.
1: sister sauce, I think some people call it. Oh, nice! Uh. <laughs> yeah,
0: great, a, great for Bloody Marys.
1: Su- uh, I there's a there's a company out there that I'm I haven't tried it yet. I'm told it's really good. They just call it W
4: sauce.
0: Called what?
1: Oh. Ryan, what's going on at your house? Bro?
3: Party. The Reds won. Wa- the Reds won. <laughs> the Reds so they <laughs> did. Jump he has on
1: first and third with no outs in a one-run game, and got out of it. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah.
0: It's, it's called supposed w. to
1: be rapid fire, but telling somebody you love them for the first time, that's yeah, awful. That's awful. You
2: that's never know how it it's going to be
0: received.
1: Yeah, it's awful.
0: But I mean, let's be honest. I, you know, a drunken night, you might just let it slip out. Yeah, like but she,
1: she'll never forget it. <laughs> It might it might be okay to you, but how it's perceived to her, she's Brent, never gonna forget that.
2: Brent does things different. <laughs> he's feeling he's feeling good. There's been a wedding because it was only the 13th <laughs> this year. <laughs> I just say I.
1: He's, he's been in twelve of them with the same girl.
2: <laughs> I, I love you.
0: I love you.
1: <laughs> or it's the one the one outlier where there was a random bridesmaid that he was like I love you. <laughs> I mean... While they're playing the cha-cha slide?
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Favorite open world game? Zelda. I'm going to go off script a little bit here. Uh, it was Grand Theft Auto for a while. Uh, Spider-Man. Wow. I don't play a lot of open worlds. I don't know if They've I... They've got
0: like a GTA feel to it?
2: what spider-man yeah i mean you sling all over the entire city of new york it's oh. just just are web slinging instead of in a modded vehicle of some sort okay you're not you're not shooting people you're hitting them with spider webs and punch and kick and pow and kapow wham ah, kapow, <laughs> <bam>. <laughs>
1: I watched some people play that the, the Spider-Man open-world games. They look fun. I never played. It's them.
2: good. It's a, it's a really good game. I'm looking forward to the second one.
0: Yeah.
2: GTA for me. Uh, and then so, best best Batman.
0: Val Kilmer. Who did you say? Val Kilmer.
3: Christian Bale.
2: That was dark, man.
3: It was <laughs> I, but I do think I do. I kind of liked Pattinson and the new one, another dark, dark one. But the dark night, but the Dark Knight movies were bad. Oh man, the Dark Knight is really phenomenal great. viewing. Experience. If you like um, dark, Chad, you'll like the Batman. Just came out. Well,
2: George Actually, Clooney I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm more
3: of a comedy guy.
4: Yeah,
2: George Clooney was the worst. Uh, ben but Affleck. I mean for ben Affleck was the second worst.
0: Affleck was great.
2: No, nah. get out of here. I'm 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 with get I'm here. with Royer. Fuck out of here. Eh, I'm with get I'm with Royer. Christian here. Christian <laughs> Christian Bale for me. Christian Michael
1: Bale was Michael Keaton was really good.
0: Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's in the new what Flash movie as Batman movies yeah i'm I'm into that pop culture stuff man
1: i i I walked through marvel world yesterday i had no idea what was going on
2: that's the mailbag
1: i didn't know anything i was just like uh where do i fill up my water cup can i get some ice water in this fucking cup before i melt in this park that was my only that was all i could do and then here's here's how little people think of what we do like like what this is a job so uh, Kelsey was with one of her teammates and they went, her and her teammate and her teammate's dad rode the Hulk. And I like, I got a phone call that UC was announcing a baseball coach. This is at like 1230. So I find a spot. There's like a cafe, like a, it's air conditioning. I found a table I'm sitting there. I'm calling Keegan, I'm contacting General, like we're organizing the thing and I get word that it's going to go live at 125. So at 1:10, my daughter, her friend and this girl's dad who's military, like he's got a real job for re- like a for real. Job. <laughs> and I'm on my phone and I'm like like doing my thing and he's like, "Hey uh My wife and my daughter are down here. I'm going to go hang out with them. Can you take them, take the girls back to the VelociCoaster? They want to ride the VelociCoaster before we leave and go over to Universal. And I was like, yeah, but UC's about to hire a baseball coach in, like, 12 minutes. And I need to kind of, like, you know, I'm I'm working right now. And he was like, okay, buddy, thanks, appreciate you. And he left. And the girls were like, let's go. And I was like, well, I guess I'm doing this on the hoof to the Velocicoaster.
2: You got got.
1: I know. He's just like, okay, sure, buddy. You got to work. That's great.
2: (laughs) Get us out of here, Brent.
0: Damn. Anything else? Anything else from Uh, you guys? Any any, any final crumbles? No.
1: Nothing. The the puppy is is rubbing up against my leg, so she's probably got to go to the bathroom. There Let's go, go
3: Reds. Let's
1: stop out red 9 in a row. I'm America's on radio tomorrow team. 3 to 6 ESPN, 15:30. America's,
0: America's team baby. Ah, but hey, America's team. You know what? I hate
3: that nickname. Are you guys going to get Marty Brenneman on the show <laughs> to discuss the win streak? <laughs> no. How about we do a Marty Brenneman Bob Huggins call in on this? <laughs> <season>? Okay. <laughs> Now
0: we're talking. Now that is Chad's the dog man. days of summer right there. <laughs> that is a dog days of summer. Well, as uh as Mr. Chad just peeled away, uh, you know, I guess what? It's a good time to say, yeah, it, it is dog days of summer, but there's still action. Water walk, football, basketball, offseason, recruiting, commitments, visits, everything locked in. And uh plenty more flair in between. So um, you know, another great show. Big, big shout out. Thank you to Danco transmission. I don't care. Shout out as always to the fine people over there at quick paper supply. And then aside from that, low Miller real estate, give, oh, give
1: Adrian a referral, win some free reds tickets. What are you guys doing? Give,
0: give them, give him a call. Give him a call.
1: Reds tickets, parking pass, food vouchers.
0: Heck of a deal. Come on. Heck of a deal. But for, uh, for my pals, good buds, Aaron Smith, Chad Brenner, and Ryan Royer. I am Brent Young. Another, yet another fantastic BBP presented by BearCardJournal.com. See ya!